0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure. You got this, Adidas.
1: Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast part of the Who Pets podcast network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at WhoPetsPod.com.
0: of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Yes, it's Joel Sorrowford coming right back at you here from the Lakers Fast Break, pop culture cosmos, inside sports, fantasy, football, and game source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all our great shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you like, share, subscribe, follow, or anything to support us here at the Lakers Fast Break, yes, another game, another L. Today, to talk more about, I would say, tragic, tragedy, I don't know, I don't know any other word to use here. Today, we have our number one Lakers blogger on the interweebs and Lakerholic from Lakerholics.com, Tom. I, I don't know any, I don't, I, I think I've said this a few times, but I don't really know where else to go in, in this Laker land of ours. Uh, please give us some therapy and, and, and give us, give us something, diff- try to give us something, just give us something. I'm, I'm here to, we're all here to listen.
2: <laughs> well, we're glad to have you here, Joe, take it over, taking over for Gerald. And Thank uh, you. Um You know, this is, uh, the Lakers are caught into uh, sort of uh, a no man's land. Um, It's almost like a movie where, you know, you keep repeating yourself like Groundhog Day. Um, The truth of the matter is, is that we don't have enough shooting. Probably even when they're shooting normally and when they're shooting terribly like they're doing right now, we have absolutely zero chance of winning games. Um, and nobody really said that the problems of why we weren't winning games was entirely because of Russell Westbrook. The problem always was that we just didn't have enough shooting nor anybody to back up both of LeBron and, and AD. You know, the two young centers that we had turned out to be busts and uh, and it puts us in a tough situation. So, uh it, the way I look at the game is is that it's 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 a funny thing. I posted I I posted on Twitter the other day something that said the following is true. These are all truths. The Lakers have a terrible shooting team. You know the Lakers are thirtieth on offense in the league. The Lakers um, have the lowest field goal percentage and the lowest three point percentage of any team in the league, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then at the same time, you know, the Lakers were ranked third and second or third, depending on how things fluctuate on defense. And uh, they had an excellent first half of this defense. Um, And we see a lot more athleticism uh, from the younger players that have replaced the older players from last year. And I think the thing that still comes out is that as currently constructed, this team is not a playoff team then it's going to lose these games that we're losing despite even having LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, and part of that is that LeBron James and Anthony Davis really aren't playing like LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You know, the they play has been pretty spotty. LeBron didn't even take a shot in the first quarter, which was strange. It was kind of Kobe-esque, you know, in a certain way. And one of the factors that I think you have to chalk up as one of the important things, one of the important takeaways from the game is LeBron gave up a little bit, started just settling for firing up threes, you know, rather than, you know, and that's a frustration that is one of those few frustrations besides the 0-4 hole that we've dug for ourselves already. I mean, the announcers kept saying that there's only been two teams in history that have started off 0-4 and made the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> the news is out there that also reported from Woj that Indiana and uh, Utah haven't heard from the Lakers. There's been no phone calls from Rob. Um, you know, I, yeah, it's great to announce a plan that we're going to be patient. Uh, We're going to hang on. And uh, really what you're saying is that, boy, the Nets look terrible. So maybe, maybe we can get Kyrie. Maybe we can get Kyrie. So let's, let's stall. let's wait. Let's wait for this mythical guy who's going to take away turns from LeBron and AD and, and turn down some good trades that we might be able to make. Um, But, you know, in a way, I wrote in Lakerholics.com and my article for today that this is a golden opportunity for the Lakers to steal a win, you know, um, without Rustbrook. And and that would really just send a message across everything. And, you know, and maybe, you know, but, you know, you go 0-4 and you're looking at that the teams that you're playing, you know, that that you're up, you could be 0-8 or, you know, 0-9 or something like that. And teams 0-4 have never made the playoffs. How long can Rob polinka wait is the big question right now. I mean, frankly, I think he's, you know, what What do you, you think? He, every day you wait is only going to make you look even more desperate. You know, when, when the phone finally rings and it's, hey, it's polinka, You know, and you can just see those other guys at the other end smiling and saying, ah. They probably have lotteries already at, at, at each of the teams. How long before Rob calls? You know, everybody put bucks in the pot, and we got a we got a real winner here.
0: Um, I, I think I think the problem with it, this 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 issue is deeper than just wins and losses. At this point, there is a deficiency in assets. It, it, and not just in terms of draft picks, it's just there's really nothing they can give that would have any value, really, without... See, I, to- I see that completely different, Joe. Um,
2: listen, what what teams want are other teams' draft picks. And the more possibility that those draft picks could be high, could be low, low picks, you know, like top five picks, really increases the value. Then um, the problem is, is that most of the time, the picks that they're getting are from teams that are terrible because those are the ones that are trading their picks. And with the Lakers, they're getting picks that are probably timed to be post-LeBron James and possible very probably post-Anthony Davis. Um, they remember what happened post-Kobe Bryant. And how those picks were all number one and number two and so sure. forth down the line. We didn't get the lucky bounce to the ping pong balls to get the number one pick, but we had three number twos and a number seven. Um, and, and that's what people are betting on when they look at the 2027 and 2029 first round picks. If I can get the Lakers to give me those picks unprotected, they're, they're the solid gold eggs that are out there as far as draft capital goes. Because everybody figures that these are going to be the top five picks. You know, and if you can get your hands on two of those guys, see, you know, everybody says the Lakers have a disadvantage because of how desperate they are, and everybody knows it. The other side is that they have these two golden eggs, and there are three teams out there, very three teams that really would like to have them. We know that Danny Ainge is really coveting those picks. That's exactly what he wants. Those are the crown jewels of, of everything he's been able to pull together and all of those unprotected picks he's collected. These would be the crown jewels. Um, and the Pacers, you know, they haven't moved miles Turner and, and buddy healed and they probably could have moved them for, for other teams and other situations, but they're not interested in that. And, and, and they're, they're obviously, tanking so they want to be in every time they win it's just like the lakers losing every time we lose we're further from being able able to recover and get into the playoffs every time they win they're further from being able to get a lot of ping pong balls and draft victor when banana Uh, so it's you know in a way these can't lose games for me as a lakers fan because if they win great i don't mind the team winning. That means them they're showing good. And I, and I think I see a lot of things about this team I like. They play defense, you know. Um, they're not great. They're not starters. We got three guys playing that aren't starters. We need to replace all three of them with the three guys that we get from Westbrook. And maybe we have to throw in none. And none was really frustrating tonight. Um, he did play well, better at the end. But, boy, early in the game, he was just killing us. Um, and he was, he, 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 he should be a guy that, I mean, he had such a good preseason and then all of a sudden just couldn't seem to shoot and, and it seemed to catch everybody on the team, you know?
0: Yeah. And uh, I think that's the problem. I think Pat Riley had with him is, his massive inconsistency is when he's bad. He's really, really bad when he's yeah. good. He's good. Uh, the, I, I see a lot less talent. Again, when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your team, you, you, you automatically have talent on your team. Right. Uh, there's something. I just can't figure out what happens at halftime with this team to where they come out in the third well, quarter. Now.
2: No, but look at last game they came out and they had that great halftime where they took the big lead. You know, they had 31-point halftime, and, and, and third quarter was their, their thing. And that's what I was hoping they would do this time because it reminded me a lot of how they closed the end of the first half you know against the Blazers and then came out and dominated the third quarter and came from behind and, you know they just they seemed to get a lot of bad calls and LeBron seemed to be not able to dominate as what well. you know and and we couldn't shoot we couldn't shoot you know the problem is is that you can't get you can't get shooters on minimum salary <laughs> You can't get elite three-point shooters on minimum salary. That just doesn't happen. So we knew that the Lakers knew that it'd have to be the Westbrook trade that got them the shooters, and that's so that's why they got a lot of young guys who could play defense, who are athletic, you know, and they thought. But the guys they got are all, if they're rotation players or if they have a chance to be rotation players, it's as a second-string backups. It's not as a starter, you know. I mean, if the Lakers... The Lakers named four players that they targeting, supposedly, at least through various sources. Miles Turner and Buddy Hill from the Pacers. Um, uh, obviously, uh, Terry Rozier from the Hornets. And the other one was... Um,
0: on, 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 on Charlottes' Jeffrey, team?
2: Jefferson... Um, the guy, uh, the uh, small forward or, or shooting guard from the uh, Spurs. Um,
0: it starts with a P, right?
2: No, I think it's, God, I can't think of his name right at this moment. It's.
0: Let's see, is it Pultip? Pol- Pol- I could never pronounce no, his No, that's name. the
2: center. That's, he's the center.
0: You're I think talking it's about the guard? Oh, Josh
2: Richardson? Josh Richardson, sorry. Yeah, yeah Jay Rich. Yeah um so they they'd like to get those are the four targets they get and there is a way if there's a way to get rosier you know i think that they could offer a, a package of players they let's say they use the two first round picks to get miles turner Buddy you know. <clears> he <throat> then they turn around and, and you look at rosier and charlotte he's had a four-year 96 million dollars left on his contract if the lakers would take that up and give them you know You'd have to include. You'd have to include, uh, and I hate to do it, but you'd have to include uh, Beverly because he makes thirteen million dollars, and you need that to be able to match salaries. But Beverly and um, Beverly and Walker, or Beverly and Nun, that's basically what I would suggest: Beverly, Nunn, and a couple of second-round picks, and maybe you know that those are both expiring contracts for them, so they get out of. They make you know they get out of over sixty-five million dollars. Um, and the Hornets are basically in a, you know, let's lose, let's lose. And let's, you know, they, the miles, miles bridges thing just really undermined all of their, all of their desires to improve. And now they got mellow injured to start the year. Westbrook could actually go in there and play and probably, you know, help them in their efforts to tank this year, um, as well as, you know, freeing up, freeing up some cash so that MJ wouldn't be broke. Um, or wouldn't have to pay for, you know, he could make over $60 million in that particular transaction. And the Lakers could get three of the four guys that they need, and they're also perfectly aligned for being the starters. Terry Rozier is a point guard. Um, You know, uh, the guy from the Spurs is a shooting guard, and Miles Turner is a center. And where do we want Anthony Davis to play? Where does he want to play? He wants to be a power forward. And LeBron basically is a three. He's a point three, And, and so it, it just all of a sudden gives you a starting lineup that's, that's got, let's see, 45 points. They average 45 points between them compared to what do we got now? Let's see, I think maybe 15 points a game for, for Walker. Um, Reeves probably averages five. That's 20 points. Uh, Beverly probably averages five. That's 25. So you get 45 points a game versus 25. And then you get those three guys that used to be your starters that give you that 25. They can be your top three reserves. (laughs) Because we obviously, you know, we obviously don't have, we're reaching, you know, we're reaching a lot of times for the, when you get that seventh, eighth and ninth player right now is really not very good on our team. And if we could take the third, fourth, and fifth player and make them the sixth, seventh, and eighth player, I mean that that's why it's so important to make this trade for Russ. It isn't really what Russ is doing to the team. It's the fact that we just need to get his body out of there and contract out of there and replace it with three guys who could be legitimate starters in the league if if we could put together the right trade. And and uh, the good news, the good news is that that's what they say polinka has been trying to do up until the start of the season is get a multiple-team trade so that he can get not just Miles Turner and, and Buddy Heal, but another play, another key player from another team as part of that deal. And obviously, in, if you're going to trade Russell Westbrook, you need a starting point guard, and Schroeder's neck doesn't really qualify as that, in my opinion, nor is he going to be ready to do that, you know. And and I mean, how long can the Lakers wait? I don't think they can wait any longer. I mean, if we're 0-4 right now, AD is, you know, limping a little bit with his back. LeBron is getting frustrated. Russ is ready to come back in.
0: Well, I think that's probably why they're not pushing. They're not making those calls to Utah and Indiana. I think that's the sealer is even if they were to upgrade the team, they're not sure if AD is going to make it through the year. And as far as LeBron's concerned, LeBron is going to be the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. That could be his... I guess I don't, guess, think, I don't uh, think he's
2: satisfied for that as what his accomplishment for it, the year.
0: I I, I agree, but yeah. ultimately I think that's what he's going to have to deal with. Uh, the Lakers are 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 in such a bad position in so many ways. It's just it's and you have I don't new- know,
2: I, I, I don't think they are. I don't think they are because I think I, th- I think those draft picks are so valuable that there will be competition for them. The teams will make the offers higher once the Lakers start talking to different people um, and then once everybody knows that they're going to trade him, you know, that, Hey, it's not, there's no more stalling. There's no more stalling. There's no more waiting for Kyrie. There's no more waiting for new people to emerge who are suddenly tanking and they're going to send us all of their all-stars, you know, in a trade for Russell Westbrook and a couple of picks, you know, five and seven years from now. Maybe James Harden uh, since uh, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> You know, Lord, we <laughs> don't want that? the Lakers. We don't want the Lakers. Frankly, you know, I'm a big fan of thinking outside the box, but the last thing I want the Lakers to do is think outside the damn box. You know, <laughs> that's why we're in the problem. That's why we're in the trouble we're in because they thought outside the box. They thought we don't have to surround LeBron with just shooters. There are other ways to do this. You know, there are more than one way to skin a cat.
1: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yeah. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com.
0: It's Um, it's hard to have... (laughs) Any other team set up for LeBron except shooters because his game is yeah. predicated on dish, right. dish, and more dish. Yeah,
2: because otherwise, otherwise, you turn him into a jump shooter.
0: <laughs> and that's that. Tonight I was mean, not.
2: He's, a, he's an okay jump shooter, but you know.
0: Yeah, he's probably the best jump shooter we have at the moment. He is but the best jump shooter we have. Just under twenty seven percent. I believe it's twenty six and a half percent from tonight. Right,
2: but but it's. You know his, frankly, his shot selection as far as the jump when he takes a jump shot is, is, you know, it, it's hard to judge on a person like LeBron because of the energy that he has to, exp- you know, if you played the game, the energy he has to expend and when you drive in, in over and over, it, it just takes so much out of you that, that that, you know, if you had any brains in your life, you you learn how to shoot. Because you need you need that in just in order to rest to be able to continue to play at that frantic pace that you play, that he plays, you know he has to take some jump shots and and he's you can see from the stats that as he's gotten older he t- he's he's taking a lot more you know I mean he averaged eight threes last year, um he was like within in the top ten people as far as number of three point attempts he made per game, um and that's not going to change as he gets older so, um the thing is is that it's it's a lot better when he's, when he can, he can just, you know, take one in rhythm. It's just like everybody else, you know, when you're standing there and you get a nice pass in rhythm, it's a second or third pass and you're expecting it and you catch that ball in rhythm and you fire it away in rhythm. You know, those are easy shots for guys. You know, those are the shots that go in, you know, versus, you know, trying to pull up off, of, off, of, uh, off of a run and, you know, take a, take a three from the top of the key or off of the sides. Um, you know, it's a lot of a lot of it is just how what happens in the rhythm of the game and how that shot, how those shots occur. Um, this league has turned into a drive and dish league, you know, and everything is predicated on that. And that's when that's where that, those are the threes you want. Those are the catch and shoot threes you want.
0: Very true. Of course, uh, we've
2: been we've been shooting those just as poorly. <laughs> As our overall three point percentage, well, think some we, of
0: the worst I've seen. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're the <laughs> averages were
2: hilarious. One was like, Oh, overall, we shoot you know 25 25 percent on wide open ones, we shoot 28 percent, something like that. You know, it's really embarrassing numbers. Um, but the good news is the good news is that this team can play defense, we've got, and if we could add three starters. If we really can go out there and get three starters, um, I I think that we could be a contending team. You know, if you could add Miles Turner and and Buddy Heald and and um, I don't know why I can't ever remember the guy's name. Who's the guy from the Spurs? Richardson. Richardson. Josh, Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they could add those three guys, I think that that we could we could we could play against anybody.
0: You know. You're listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Yes, I am not Gerald Glassford. Gerald <laughs> Glassford is in Los Angeles. I believe the band is Itsy. Kids pop type stuff with his uh, with his daughter. He is partying it up. I believe the concert is over right now. Um, he's probably walking out from that huge crowd that, that's at the SoFi uh, Stadium. Uh, but I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm calling myself uh, Joel Soroford for the night here with Tom <laughs> Laker Tom. And I want to thank everyone that's on the show right now, making comments guys. I I, I I would, I'm trying to keep up with all your comments and, and running the show here. Hopefully we're doing a good job for you. But uh, again, the Lakers uh, are all for four and lost tonight to the Denver Nuggets. 110 99, the Lakers played exactly like they've been playing, pretty much for the last year and change. Uh, they seem to play somewhat okay in the first quarter. They make a run in the second quarter. They go to halftime. We're
2: only getting we're only getting beaten by ten and fifteen. You know, oh, boy, it's not, that's just not, that's not that's like not
0: last year. We were getting beat by twenty and thirty. You know, uh, we were getting beat by thirty and forty-seven in the preseason. I to me, at this point, it's it's a. It's it's they don't look good. They don't look good. Hardly ever. So
2: what is the what is what is the over and under, in your opinion, Joe, for how many games under 500? We get before Rob
0: has to make a trade. I am going to say that Rob has already. Understood that the season is a is a botch. I don't think they're going to trade those picks. It would I have to be. All, yeah, it would have to I be. Mean, what a, are they gonna
2: tell LeBron then?
0: Uh they're gonna tell LeBron we have to wait <laughs> till the end of the year. The the uh and I think LeBron isn't dumb. I think he knows what was coming. He signed mm. the extension again, guys. I, I know a lot of people don't know this or think this because he's got so much money, but LeBron wasn't gonna get the money he got from the Lakers anywhere else. So he signed the extension because of money. Uh he does like LA. I, I I have I know that I know that through the grapevine he loves L.A. He likes yep. where his family is. He yep. didn't want to leave, and he, he he might be thinking he wants at, to be a Laker. Yes, and I he think might want to be a Laker. He does, and he, he he's enjoyed his time here. He's obviously won a title. I think there's a little bit of, uh, uh, but I
2: don't I don't know. I think I think I think it's a huge exaggeration to say that he's going to be. Let me let me start by saying that. I'm sure that the understanding LeBron had, because it's been publicly stated by Rob Palinka, the underbranding understanding that LeBron had when he signed the extension was that the Lakers were going to use those picks to improve the team. So, for them, first off, you can't reverse yourself in that situation. Um, Palinka can play hardball, and he can extend the timeout, Um to a certain extent, but, but there is an over and under, you know, maybe if you start off 0 and 7 or 3 and 10 and you're seven games under five, under 500 already, um, man, that makes you, we, we heard that at 0 and 4, there are only two teams that have made the playoffs in NBA history. So Rob, it's I understand the logic behind your theory that, That in a perfect world without any emotions and without superstars, that I could understand why the Lakers could feel like, boy, I'd hate, maybe I ought to hold on to those picks for a year and see what I can do with them next year. But the problem is, is that you committed to LeBron James, man. And one of the things that the Lakers pride themselves in. In, in the way that they dealt with Kobe Bryant and the way that they've promised to deal with LeBron James and, and the way that they want every superstar, whoever thinks about where to go in their career to think about the Lakers is they don't, they don't want any bad feelings between the Lakers and the last superstar that was there. They want, they want Giannis to feel like at some point in time, he wants to come to LA because that's, that's where all the greats go, man. So I don't, So I, you know, they have to, they have to make a gamble. And I think of the big problem, the big problem seems to me, Joe, that, that Palenka has been so scared to to make the decision that he can't pull the trigger. You know, he's, he's, he's like a gambler who knows that if he doesn't pull off a deal, he is going to get killed. But every time he gets ready to pull off that deal, he thinks, God, What if I wait a little longer and something else came up or, you know, or what if Kyrie suddenly became available? I mean, God, the Nets look horrible, but then why would, but Kyrie's playing fine. Why would the Nets trade an expiring contract in Kyrie Irving for an expiring, bigger expiring contract in, in Russell Westbrook, especially because the 37 to $47 million difference requires them to add a player to the deal in order to match salaries. So that it's such a silly idea that, you know, I mean, the smartest thing I heard was that the the Lakers weren't interested in Kyrie because specifically because of that first, they couldn't afford him in free agency because there's no way to get, you know, $45 million. We can't clear that much free. And, you know, LeBron and AD make it impossible for you to get that much money. It can't happen. It's mathematically impossible. Um. So you know, I, to me, seven games is sort of like the the death point. I, I think if you you know we're already close to it, but real defcon probably is seven games. If you if we go zero and seven or two and eight or three and ten, um, man, we're pretty well cooked for the season.
0: Yes, it's it's. I mean, we. and So 2000... you know, so maybe he
2: should. You know, I mean. He,
0: in 2013, we fired Mike Brown after five games. Eight, eight games, I think. It was was it eight it games? I
2: think it was eight games.
0: I think it was 0 and 5. But they had lost. 0
2: and 5 eight. does sound familiar, though.
0: Yeah, they had lost there wasn't all a, eight. The, they lost all eight I'm, of the preseason but games. Was all,
2: but wasn't there some preseason games? Wasn't it like we lost five games?
0: We were 0 and we 8 in the pre-season.
2: preseason games. And then 5 0 oh, 5, or maybe it was the other way around. Anyway, we fired him pretty quick. <laughs> that yeah. was fast.
0: Yes, and then yeah. they they were gonna bring in Phil Jackson at that time for a second, and then they decided to not bring wait for him and and go with Mike D'Antoni. Now, the I I I saw a picture of Will Smith talking to Rob Palinka earlier today, and um, I believe uh, he's our new uh, small forward. Yeah, well, uh, our good friend uh, BDA Pink mentioned it. I'm glad you did, BDA. Thank you for bringing it up because I had forgotten about it. Uh, more parlor tricks for from from. I think this is a genie bus call because genie yeah, bus I is the one know. that brought Toby Maguire in one time. I think it was during the Carmelo. It's almost of, like
2: she just needed to have that selfie to add to her collection. You know, it's it's
0: it's it's <laughs> it gets worse the more these guys try. So we're sitting here trying to kind of demand them to do something, but they're incapable of doing anything. Why are you bringing Will Smith in to talk to this team? What is Will Smith, especially well, right now?
2: Yeah, they're doing it for, it's a good distraction, probably from a political standpoint. That's why they're doing it, obviously, you know, it's... Um, but, but on the other hand... I think they would be doing it regardless because it's certain it's it's like the team building exercises that you do in a corporation just to try to create some bonding between the individuals that uh, hopefully will affect and in, in infect them to doing a better job because they'll be more teammates with their co-workers. Was
0: she trying to channel uh, a Philly kid to come talk to to her Lakers? yeah like, no like it reminds
2: you know what it reminds me a lot of Phil. you remember Phil used to hand out the books and he used to bring in. The, the motivation speakers and he used to bring in, the uh, you know, the, well, I think one time he brought in who, who is the, the guys who, uh, who do the uh, crazy exercise people that uh, have millions and millions of followers and so forth. Um, Richard Simmons and a bunch of crazy guys like that, but he brought in all sorts of wackos, Um meditation has experts to teach guys how to meditate and so forth and um always was interested in anything that would uh would uh anything that would create more karma for the lakers i guess because I, I think i think that's
0: karma. that that stuff works much much better when you have Scottie pippen michael jordan kobe bryan <laughs> and Shaq. funny how that
2: always happens <laughs> isn't it? i'm yeah.
0: not saying i'm not saying that Steve Kerr and Judd Jud Bushler. Well, the problem
2: and, is, it's got to work enough. It's got to work good enough so you can win a championship. And yes, and it, it might it might have.
0: It, you know, I I always I, when you look back at that time, you you know that. I mean, I watched enough video of Jordan and, and Phil in practice, knowing that Jordan really ran those practices. Um, Phil just meditated everybody else, right. and then well, Shaq, Jordan,
2: Jordan ran the team, and Phil sort of. Smooth the edges and yeah. directed Shaq, him in the right direction.
0: Shaq and Kobe were the modern day Wilt and the new Michael Jordan. Yeah. I always say this, and I've said it for years, I said they were too talented to not win. That's why they, right. not, them not getting along didn't matter. They were just too damn talented. But you know, and
2: that, but just having, <laughs> but it's funny how you notice that when the cast and crew changed, and Phil was in New York, <laughs> all of that magic seemed to disappear. disappeared. The triangle disappeared. The the magical ability to deal with because well, there weren't any superstars. I guess that's part of the problem, wasn't it? Um, but uh, that was uh, that was a reality a reality dose that I thought was quite surprising because I thought that Jackson would have it was almost like he wouldn't give up his old school roots he was determined to prove that even though the game had changed the three-pointer had changed the game he was determined to prove that the triangle could still work and the problem as you said earlier correctly Joe is that if he had Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen it probably would have worked or if he had Kobe and Shaq
0: well, I think the, the New York stint was a money grab. I don't think Phil had any intention of being a legitimate player uh, personnel no, guy. No, you know I think we come from. I think
2: his ego was a lot bigger then than it is now. We we come from
0: we come from a we come from our GMs, meaning Jerry West, Mitch Kupchak. Okay, that's that's my upbringing.
2: And Rob Polinka. right? right?
0: <laughs> I don't know about Rob Polinka, but <laughs> well, Mitch. Mitch he's and Jerry listen, go to the gyms. They're in those uh humid humid gyms watching talent, scouting, teaching. He obviously taught his son Ryan. He taught the bus boys. Have you noticed that ever since the, the new regime came in, the bus boys became irrelevant? Ryan West, who was doing really good work, he's gone. It's like they almost came in and they said, We got LeBron James, he's gonna help us get AD, and then they won the title. And they turned into Jerry Jones. They became Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones won a championship in 1996, the 95 season, 96 Super Bowl. And he thought, oh, I want a Super Bowl without Jimmy Johnson. And he hasn't won diddly poo since. Why? Because these guys think they know what they're doing. And we're seeing evidence of this right now. Today, you're bringing Will Smith, a guy who's an actor who... Like, I, I, agree,
2: you, I, I agree with you. I agree with. I, I don't disagree with you, Joe. I think that that's. I, I I think that I think that you're right about about the whole situation because they they took a winning formula and they really threw it out the window completely for two years. Not only a winning formula, but the idea that continuity counts. That you know that having played together and having experience together that counts. AD threw said threw that it.
0: whole idea out the window for two years straight. AD said it after the 2021 season. He said, let's run it back. That was the yeah. first, like when he said it, it was your, your 1A leader. You're 1 you know, and 1A it's leader. Almost
2: like, it's almost like the Lakers got, <laughs> I don't know if we'd call it COVID guilt or something, bubble guilt. It's almost like the Lakers talked themselves into the idea that, you know what? We won in a bubble, man. But we probably, if we were in a bubble and we had to go through the whole season, we could be in trouble. So let's... I don't let's think walk.
0: that's true, Tom. I watched them play the last two months of that season. They were coming. They were They were putting it together. They, were, they beat Milwaukee. They beat no, the no, I know.
2: They, were, they had that weekend where they dominated the Clippers and the Bucks. But they
0: were playing well before. And the thing is with that team, one of the things that I was trying to... This is before, obviously, I got on the Lakers fast break... But one of the things I was saying from November to January, okay, you're talking about a team that was brand new, right? These guys never played together, okay? Sometimes it takes a minute for even superstars to play together. So when they were playing that first three months, first four months, they weren't winning the they weren't winning those games against the elite teams, right? But they were close. But they were winning the games they were supposed to win. And that's that sometimes happens. You're supposed to win, you're supposed to win those games that you're supposed to win, right? And then if you're kind of struggling a little bit with some of the more talented teams, they weren't getting blown up. They were very close in a lot of the games. They won a few here and there, but they really turned it on once things really tried, you know, really went to the next level. They
2: they had the best record and they won the matchups.
0: So, and that's the part I explained about the bubble. People like to say, oh, the bubble was not But you know,
2: in retrospect, for some reason or another, they screwed it up, (laughs) They screwed it up for for two years, although here's the truth of the matter is that even if they brought back the same crew and run it back, if LeBron and AD both had got injured in both of those years, we would have sputtered out at the end anyway.
0: I think we'd have been fine. I think that team, one of the things I also said about that team is you never heard a peep out of that team it was the most bland but, you know,
2: but they but the in the bubble in the bubble LeBron and AD shot the ball from three and deep two like I've never seen them shoot the ball and they haven't shot it since then that well they were both amazing I mean it was AD shooting was just incredible that series I mean he never shot the ball even in all of those great years that he had as, as a Pelican he he never shot the ball like that. Unfortunately, he hasn't shot the ball like that since. Um, but he's getting to the rim well. He's getting to the rim more than he ever got. So that's good to say. And he he's shooting like 80% at the rim. So it's you know, it's it's great to see him. And he and he started off tonight doing the same thing. I'm gonna um, have to
0: get some statistics on that. I'm gonna see what he was shooting between November and March. We'll talk about that on the next show.
2: Well, he was he was he's gone something like three out of eighteen or something like that in his jump shots. His jump shot's not been falling.
0: It's hard um, to, I guess, have a consistent jump shot, especially right now when your back is constantly jacked up. Yeah. But it, I don't the know. Other
2: thing, the other thing not is. Not enough spacing,
0: that, Tom. I don't think there's enough spacing for him to really get comfortable either. Well, this what is gonna,
2: happens is when the spacing doesn't, when, when there's no spacing, he ends up taking the jumpers. That's when he takes the jumpers. Otherwise, he's going to the rim every time. And that's the same thing, LeBron. You know, it's. Ham's, Ham's offense is great because when you put four guys on the perimeter, it allows you to spread guys further out than having five guys in offense. Because if you have everybody out on the outside, the guys are closer together than if you just put four guys on the, on the circle on the outside. So Ham's right in, in in how he gets the spacing in it. Because what the Lakers want is they want to get by the first guy. They don't care who's in the paint. They LeBron wants to get by the first guy. Because if he gets in the paint, he's got options. He can pass the ball to open shooters. He can he can stop and jump and shoot, or he can drive and around the guy, or he can drive through the guy and get a basket. But uh, the problem is, is that even even with that change in the offense and so forth, they got to make some shots, man. You can't shoot like you can't you can't have a deficit of three point shooting in every game like that and shoot so terrible. We're 30th. We have the worst shooting percentage from the four for all shots on the floor and from three-point range. We're 0-4. We're 0-4, but we've been playing great defense, so we have potential. But what we lack are three guys to start. So Rob should get on the phone. If he doesn't get on the phone, he's a freaking idiot, man.
0: I, I don't think he's capable of making the correct call. And right now, in terms of talent, it's, it's speed dial, man, it, it, the it, numbers he, on speed dial. He he would get he would get. Barbecued. Already called
2: the number number times.
0: He is worried about getting barbecued. Uh, he's worried about getting barbecued. Even in what is it? What is it? Twenty twenty two. We're talking about in in five years and seven years. If we end up losing out on a on a, on a player. Uh, and that, at that time, somebody's gonna go find them. <laughs> you know, uh, you mean Victor's,
2: I mean, the the two thousand if they end up, if, if, end up yeah, if they end up yeah they end up losing out
0: if they end up losing out on a on a first pick that ends up being a Giannis or a a LeBron, it is it, they are gonna go nuts. Um, it's just not. I don't think there's. I'll
2: tell there, you by the time by the time that draft happens, I would bet you that pickle have been traded three or four times. It's, it's going to become it's going to become the version of crypto it'll become the NBA's version of crypto Oh boy! <laughs>
0: it'll well, be the trade did, crypto, that everybody
2: it'll be the trade that everybody wants
0: you well, want crypto, the young player crypto, you
2: better throw in the trade you got from the Lakers
0: crypto did well today by the way uh, <laughs> We, I think it went up about what 15% <laughs> uh, I don't well, know I
2: I, crypto.com is laying people off like crazy would like to get out of the lease
0: it's, you know, the thing is we are, we are all prisoners of the moment. Okay. We, 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 we think at this moment was the worst thing ever. And
2: well, it's just basketball. So man, I mean, you know,
0: in the end, in the end, it's, it's, it is just basketball, but it is our, a big part of our life. Yep. Uh, I, you know, if you have a balance, it's not as catastrophic, but we also have a duty to speak about this now. Now there's a crowd out there that wants to listen to our opinions and wants to listen to how we feel and, and solutions and, and, and all those things. And it, it's enjoyable because it's it's competition. At least that's how I explain to it. Because I have friends of mine that are constantly asking me, why do you care so much? What this is, this is a make F them, F this, because they're all millionaires and this and this and that. I said, that's a, that's a weak minded response i said just sit there going well because they're rich you want to win i said i exactly i I tell them i said it's the same reason the players
2: are playing the game why that's why
0: we're rooting the same reason why someone goes and gambles or someone does things like that 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 gets the 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 juices going i go it's my my favorite teams this is what it does for me i go i don't go and worship you know play players i don't go bow down to them hell i don't even wear their jerseys anymore because I just don't. That's not. That's not what I do. I, I wear their gear. Uh, it's I funny how some
2: people don't have that. Like my wife doesn't have that. She's a nope. great fan. She's a great fan. She roots for the Lakers. She 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 rah rahs and she jumps in there and she'll put on her hula skirt and she'll do anything. You know, she'll wear a Laker hoodie and so forth. But she doesn't really get it. She wonders what the hell is that idiot doing
0: this? Well, it's. I don't think my wife thinks I'm an idiot. How could it used to? It used
2: to affect my life, you know. Yeah, no, (laughs) I I
0: think I think the a good day
2: or a bad day would depend on whether the Lakers won.
0: I think they've gotten used to how how we do this, and and what what's exciting is the time when we do win. And luckily for us, this is the part also that you got to be starting
2: to smack like last year, man. You can't
0: you can't be unreasonable too. You got, you know, this is the part where I'm, I'm constantly playing back and forth on how I really feel about Jeannie and, and the Laker organization. It's hard you're being for me too to nice, really,
2: Joe, you're being too nice.
0: I'm not being nice. I'm trying to be, uh, I know fair. it's hard
2: because Gerald's gone.
0: No, that's not why <laughs> I'm trying to be fair. There are some things that she's done and it's not even really basketball related that I'm, I'm, I'm really against. And But when you start sitting on a high horse, you start getting in trouble. So you got to be careful you don't go too far on that. Um, The the issue right now is in terms of the balance of happy and depression, right, is at least for Laker fans, we have something to look back on and enjoy, too. Like if I ever get really upset about how they're playing, I'll pop in game seven of the 2010 finals. I'll pop in. (laughs) Game two of the 2009 Finals. If I want to watch something really stressful or but 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 fun, I'll I'll pop into Game seven of the Sacramento series in 2002. It's it we have something we can go back to and say, oh man, this was nice, right? There's a lot of teams out there that don't have that. However, we gotta also stick to the future. We gotta stick to now, and I'm a big I'm a, I'm a big supporter of that. The past is the past. Yeah, I enjoy some things, but right now. It, 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 the, every little mark that I'm seeing is is is, is it's, it's 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 just I feel like it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And well,
2: we're losing our competitive edge that we naturally got from being in Los Angeles, man. Because now all of a sudden, Genie won't pay the luxury taxes that Balmer will pay. That the net. Well, I don't think pay. I don't
0: think the Clippers are are gonna be. If you want to say Golden State, that's fine, but. I told you guys this at the beginning of the year. I believe the Clippers are going to tank bad, not tank tank.
2: I think already they're finding
0: that. I don't think Kawhi can play. Talk about
2: putting Anthony Davis in street clothes. Do You know, he played the last two years more games than either one of the Clippers' supposed superstars. Yes. Yes. Get that, fans. Anthony Davis, who gets just murdered for, nicknamed as street clothes just because of injuries outplayed Kawhi Leonard and Paul George of the Clippers the last two years. And what happened with George already and with, with Kawhi already, he's already doing load management and has missed two games.
0: Yes. And I knew that was, as soon as I heard he was going to come off the bench and, in this first game, and they're going to bring him off the bench. I was like, like oh, guys, come on! Just tell me what's really going on here." So, Richard, Richard, you're you're, you're saying that I'm I'm very polite and giving them the benefit of the doubt, which they don't deserve. You're you're no, you're because right. They
2: are the Clippers, You, you are, Sterling, <laughs> and everything else that goes with
0: it. You are That's you are Clippers. right. You are right <laughs> in that I am I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt based off of even recent success. They won- we won a- The Lakers won a championship literally two years ago. And there's a little bit of a buffer there, I guess, that keeps me from going completely out. But at this point in time, everything in my gut tells me unless there's a superstar that demands a trade by the deadline, the Lakers are going to have to forfeit this season and have to no. start over this no. season. They're not going to do that. I just can't see them trading assets unless it's for a game changer. And I don't know who's going to. I don't know who's going to demand a trade by by the de- deadline. I just don't. If the know. Lakers,
2: if the Lakers for their two draft choices and Russell Westbrook, could get Miles Turner, uh, Buddy Heald, and um, Josh Richardson. If they could get those three.
0: But they can't get no, those no, two no, of those no, Let's say
2: not Richardson. Let's say let's say that it's Terry Rozier because they need a point guard. So if they could get Turner Rozier and Heald, Rozier and Heald both shot forty percent, our career forty percent three point shooters who last year both shot had over eight attempts per game. That will
0: would he give shoot, you great will he shoot that well in a Laker uniform. Size. Will he Pardon? shoot? Will they shoot that well in a Laker uniform? That plays well, I a factor think, in the two.
2: Here's the thing: if we've never had an elite shooter, Buddy Heald has is a ten-year veteran. He has he has shot. He's second in in the, in in time that he's been in the league. He's second to Steph Curry on three-point attempts and in three-point percentage. So he, we're talking, and, and same thing with, with Rozier. See, the problem is you get a guy like Tim Ryan coming into the Lakers who looks like a hot three-point shooter. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. So he, he looks like a hot three-point shooter, and yeah, he's got style, he's got form and so forth. But to do that in an NBA game for a whole season with NBA defenders on you and the pressure of doing that, you don't know how – that's why you can't take a guy who makes – who shoots 40% but shoots three threes a game. He's nothing compared to a Buddy yield who shoots 10 threes a game. Or 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 for Terry Rozier who shoots eight, over eight threes per game. Those guys, you have to be able to get your shots. You have to be able to relocate. Some guys, it's like Steph Curry. Steph Curry handing the ball off to somebody is the most dangerous player in the world because he can go in three directions. And the play, and, and you never know, he he can reset himself so quickly to get an open shot. Buddy Heald is very, very similar in that sense. Plus, Heald also was average last year when he played with the Pacers. He was averaging four and a half assists, so he's really diversified his game. He's, you know, and he has size. He's six five as a defender, you know. Um, Rozier, Rozier, the Lakers need a point guard who can get his shot and whose shot that he's going to get is going to be a three-point shot. So Rich, Richard,
0: Richard on the chat said he heard a trade. This isn't something I haven't heard yet. Mm-hmm. Went in Gabriel, Max Christie, Russell Westbrook, and a first-rounder for Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, and Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. That trade would make sense. There's only mm-hmm. one little thing I do because you're taking on that huge contract for Rozier. I would tell Charlotte and Mitch guys, we're going to take on this big contract. You got to at least give me a top five protected for, uh, you got to give me f- top five protection on that first round. Now I know that there's some CBA stuff yeah. that I, I need to look into that might not allow that.
2: No, I, th- I think, I think that you, I think you nailed the negotiation and the strate- strategy on it. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I wrote an article a few days ago where I had five trades that I thought the Lakers should consider if they're available. And one of the trades was two picks and that was the Pacers trade. Um, But I also said that they have to throw a third player in. they have to throw in, they have to throw in, you know, for example, McConnell, uh, who's an outstanding defensive point guard and, uh, and has like a five to one uh, assist to turnover ratio. But the other four trades were all single pick trades. And so I think that there's a lot of interest in the positive. The Lakers have always wanted to have a pick next summer in addition to the pick that they'll probably, they'll probably get, although the Pelicans still have an option to, to I, they have an option to swap this year. And I think next year they have an option to push it off to another year if they want to. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if we're going to have a pick, uh, in 24, um, but it's funny the word that the word that Eric Pinkus and that uh, Johan Jovan Buha have put out is that the Lakers have been looking at two and three and four team trades, meaning that they don't want to give up just the two picks and just get Miles Turner and Buddy Hield. They want a third or fourth player somehow to be included, and they're willing. To throw in none, if they for salary ballast, and they're also willing, probably to throw in Beverly. So all of a sudden, you've got eighteen million dollars, thirteen and thirteen and five with Beverly and none. You got eighteen million dollars to add on. So that eighteen million dollars could get you some players, especially if you're willing to take on a guy like Terry Rozier, who has owed ninety-six million dollars over the next four years.
0: And that also, that also gives us the advantage in the summer with what we talked about. This is the part where I always agreed with you on this because of the way the CBA is structured is we're not going to uh, miraculously have $47 million le- uh, available at the end of the year. Right. Nope. It, you know, we're, we're going to lose about $14 million of that if we don't right. do anything. So by bringing in Rozier, now if there does – become we're
2: going to eat up we're going to eat up 20 million of the
0: 35
2: it, it is i mean we are going to eat the truth is we're going to eat it up completely because the only way that you keep it all is you let russ's contract expire which means the whole year is right toast or alternatively you find some idiot who was willing to trade and take russ and will give you back expiring contracts in return now I think that what's what's interesting for us is because we have Nunn's contract which is expiring, and we have Beverly's contract which is expiring. So you could just give eighteen million dollars expiring contracts to the Hornets and take Rozier's ninety-six million off their hands.
0: Mm-hmm. And that might be what they have to do. They might have you know, to and for the pick Hornets.
2: Think if you're, I mean, ninety six minus eighteen is eighty six. It's seventy eight million. You don't think MJ would like to have seventy eight million dollars back? <laughs>
0: <laughs> At what point are the Charlotte Hornets going to try to win a championship? Is the well, question over there? First,
2: they first they, they they thought they're they thought this is why they were trying to push Rozier because they thought, well, you know, we're going to have to spend a lot of money and we don't want to be in a luxury tax. So if 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 we have to give, if we have to give Miles Bridges max money, man, we got to get rid of Terry Rozier. Well, now all of a sudden they got Terry Rozier, but then they're thinking, well, wait a minute. That sucker's is pretty good player. He's going to win a lot of games. <laughs> you know, if, if, if we want a chance to, to, to get ping pong balls for Victor, you know, we don't want to win games, man. Bridges just screwed us over. Um, you know, he's, He's, he can't, you know, our, our base is not going to accept that. You can't have a wife beater on the team. No, not at all. You know, no. I mean, come on, man. There's a limit. So it's time to tank, man. And what's better than tanking than saving money <laughs> that I would have spent otherwise on a losing team?
0: Well, you're listening to the Lakers Fast Break with your host. Uh Yes, it's Ox 1947. I know you see the – uh the name here, I thought it'd be kind of funny. Laker Tom has been uh, capt- captaining, is that is that a word? Captaining, captaining, cap- captaining the ship? Uh, skipping, skipper? He's the skipper tonight, guys. I'm trying to assist Tom in letting him uh, give us some good commentary here so that we can feel a little bit better tonight. I know I might seem a little somber and calm. Yes, people, I I, I do live that kind of life sometimes, sometimes yelling and shouting. I I, I like to equate it to, if if anybody remembers, uh, Bill Cower. Bill Cower had a, uh, that's probably why I love him so much. Bill Cower had a very good balance of being a complete psycho and being one of the calmest people you'll ever see on a football field. I think at some point in your life, you have to have a little bit of a balance and then you pop off every now and then to, you know, for the right things. So tonight, the Lakers lose again. The Lakers are 0-4. Tom believes that there's going to be something at some point that's going to push this over. I don't believe that. I believe Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss are absolutely incapable of making something work here this season. Uh, my only hope is that they create something in some way, where they go into next offseason with some assets to sign or trade for someone that's going to put us in title conde- contention next year. I don't know how this is all going to work. Uh, I know we've had some some of our esteemed listeners here uh, mentioning some three and four team deals. Uh, those are extremely difficult, and it's really difficult when you have a general manager who's not necessarily liked in the league, so my thing with the Indiana trade is the same as before. Uh, I don't know if the Pritchard gang is really going to try to do anything for us. I think you, that takes it that that's some a big part of this, guys. Danny Ainge, I mean. Did he try? Did he? Did he send us Beverly for THT without a draft pick to butter us butter us up? I bet you he did that trade to butter us up, knowing how desperate we would be. He
2: wants. He wants a. He wants a one. Tra- he wants a one pick trade.
0: No, and Richard, this is not a bad dream. You know, this he, is a bad reality.
2: The problem. The problem the Lakers are facing. Here, but back up a second. I know how hard it is to not see what's happening this year and think man i saw this movie again i saw this movie this is last year it's happening all over again but it's not it's not so stop worrying about it because you have to you have to be able to see the trees and 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 not get lost by the forest or is it the other way around yeah depends on the detail orientation you have to see the forest at any rate Here's the big difference. The Lakers aren't getting blown out in all of these games. They could be two and two right now. They could be actually 3 and 1 had they made their shots. And those shots are they're going to improve because they're not a 20% shooting team. Unfortunately, they're not a 35% shooting team either, so they're probably a 30% shooting team which is where most of the guys in the NBA are because everybody knows that unless you're just a big center or somebody who has special talent that you better be able to shoot the rock from distance or else you're limited. And that, you know, unless you just happen to be the biggest tallest guy in the world, that's going to stop you. So the Lakers, the Lakers can solve the shooting problem and they have to be ready to pull the trigger on the picks. And I, and I believe I'm, you know, I, I, I understand where Joe is coming from. Um, frankly, I think it's partly a reverse psychology effort by him to try to fool is that the what basketball you think I'm doing? gods. <laughs> try to fool the basketball. I've done gods. stuff like that before. Yeah, <laughs> don't try to do that. They might get angry and give us last year again. We don't want that to happen. Um, they sort of, they sort of said, you know. You guys got maybe a little advantage in the bubble because some of the teams couldn't make the adjustments. So, you know, so uh, that's going to be injuries the next two years, guys. Sorry, but, you know. But, hey, once you get to 21, 20, 22, 23, we're going to give you a chance to keep have a healthy team. Of course, you better trade for some shooters before it's too late or don't blame us. And that's where it really comes down to. The Lakers got the opportunity because – those picks are gold. Everybody, want, everybody wants those picks. They know that the Lakers have to give them up. So once the Lakers g- agree that we're gonna give them up, then the question becomes: who really wants them? And are they willing to, what are they willing to give us for them? I, I think believe- the Lakers will do well because, because everybody's logic remembers. Can you remember five to seven years when Kobe? Right, let's say Kobe's Achilles. Jump forward five to seven years and think of what, what the Lakers' picks were. I think that was probably the Lonzo pick and maybe the maybe the uh, maybe the Ingram pick. <laughs> That's a couple of number twos that uh, a lot of teams would love to have a number two that they got on a protected pick. Then they got him for taking Russell Westbrook's expiring contract and saving a lot of money in the process. Tanking teams. What do tanking teams want to do? They want to get rid of players who make a lot of money and have long contracts,
0: but they, do, they don't. They don't really do that in the NBA. That's really do major league baseball thing. When did that, When does an NBA team that's going to compete coming into a year?
2: They Get do that, to- but the, they do that, but where you have to be situated, remember last year the the Portland Trailblazers pulled off that trade with the Clippers where the Clippers got two great players.
0: but uh, that wasn't a t- that wasn't them saying the hell with the season
2: yes, it was it was them it was them saying these multiple year contracts we want to dump, but the only thing we will take back. Is expiring contracts. And guess who had the expiring contracts that they
0: but, get? But, but was Portland ever gonna win a title last year? No. 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 But the, they're the,
2: in a tough situation because they can't they can't totally tank because of because of Dame.
0: The the NBA, the NBA is has to have its relevant player, stars, demand to go. And they rarely demand during the season and any team that's going to get to January and say, you know what, this is not going to work. I guess you could say this. I will say this. If Brooklyn really goes into January, I don't know what would it be? Uh, 40 games in if they're sitting at 15 and 25, there might be something there. There might be something there, but the problem there is by
2: that same time, what will the Lakers record be?
0: Lakers are not Kevin Durant's not coming to LA to play with LeBron and Kyrie is an expiring contract. What's the incentive of trading that guy for a Westbrook unless Of course, and you got to include
2: another player just to match salaries,
0: right? And I would love to get Joe Harris. Joe Harris would be a nice player to get from there. Yeah, let's do it. It's so, so let's let's say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait, wait a
2: minute. Why would here's why they would do it for those two, okay? You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, solid gold jewels.
0: The issue with waiting till January is the Lakers might be 10 and 30 by then. You got to kiss your season off. (laughs) So there's so many variables. That's
2: 20 20 games. See, I think think the over-under is seven games.
0: There's so many variables. Do it by
2: seven games or start thinking about trading AD.
0: (laughs) There's so many variables. There's so many things that have to go a certain way for the Lakers to have a shot. But make,
2: but you see the things that are happening because it's first first we know that chances are Friday Ruffs returns but
0: he's going to be coming off the bench. That's, oh boy, I'm scared. I'm scared about. Friday. we
2: just made that clear. They've and, been getting
0: and, they've been getting shellacked in Minnesota this last yeah. year. Uh, I'm i I'm. I'm well, pretty, Minnesota had a
2: big win tonight. Just after right after right after Cat basically chastised. Uh, uh the young kid for ordering too much Popeyes and eating too much Popeyes. The kid came I'm, back and dropped 16 in the first quarter and
0: Anthony Edwards Anthony is, Edwards had like 40 points for the game or something. The, the the Wolves took a massive risk in getting Gobert and trading a lot of assets yeah. for him and it's all predicated on that guy being the next Guy, if he's He's not, if he's not at least a Giannis in this, in terms of impact, I'm going to say probably within about a year or so, you're going to start seeing Carl Anthony Towns demand to get out.
2: It's an interesting situation because you see, you see the trend in the league has been consistently, especially with centers that, um, not only are they being completely devalued, but a lot of teams basically aren't willing to play a center at the end of the game unless he's unique, like Davis, who can actually cover guards and wings, um, a guy who can guard one, one through five. Um, and that's why I think that it, you see a lot of teams, when everybody zigs, there's always a tendency to want to zag. And why this is relevant bigs, playing two bigs is the zag that we're seeing.
0: Why, it's why Bucks, this is relevant it's the Bucks
2: version, you know,
0: why this is relevant is because if we're going to sit here and say, same old, same old with one thing, you also have to say same old, same old with other things. So the Lakers have been able to build dynasties and championship teams because other players have either demanded to come or happen to sign with us right now LeBron signing with us was an anomaly in a lot of ways usually superstars don't sign with the Lakers usually there's some form of a trade and then obviously we've drafted the rest so here's where this here's where I think this plays out based off of what I'm watching now based off of what's going on we keep doing the same thing over and over again groundhogs day you said groundhogs day I said it sitting in my seat by myself today when they ended up blowing that tie game going into third right I'm like this is like groundhogs day I said I did I was talking to myself I was just looking around for no reason I'm like what's going on here this is groundhogs day where's Bill Murray and my thinking is What's going to happen is probably what's going to happen, is there's going to be a superstar that's going to demand a trade. There's going to be a demand to go somewhere, and the Lakers are going to be that prime team where they're like, I want to go there, and that'll be that third guy that they've been wanting because I don't know if they're going to be able to find enough 3D guys that are going to be paid less than $20 bucks. I don't know if they're going to be able to find But Like
2: you said, Joe, 5 out of 6 times that that happens it happens off season.
0: Yes. That's why I said this season's yeah. shot. Unless by some miracle the Lakers are, are are at least let's say 500 going into January. Let's right. just say that happens and then Brooklyn is a crap show and they're like the hell with this. We're trading Kyrie for a couple of draft picks.
2: Yeah, but the but the, the time is you know, the that's why this over this concept of an over and under of how many games below five hundred a team can fall to, you know. I mean, reasonably, I think it's pretty certain that if you fall, let's look at the first 20 games that they're theoretically talking about. I mean, that was the quote patience plan. You know, we're gonna we we're, we're gonna keep Russ going into the season. We'll we'll see if he works out. If he doesn't work out, we'll move him to the bench. If that doesn't work out, we'll send him home. Um, but but we're gonna we're gonna see how the team does. Twenty games takes us past Thanksgiving. In fact, the twentieth game is November thirtieth. So uh, let's say out of twenty games, our record is um, five and fifteen. That's a minus ten. If you end up with five and fifteen, you know what it really says. It doesn't say time to trade. It says the time to trade was twenty games ago.
0: It's it's uh, I, it's mind-boggling to me how NBA professionals can't hit open shots at least at a thirty percent clip. It's like a it's like a guard shooting fifty percent from the free throw line. That's one of the things I could not stand about Lonzo Ball. I go, how is your guard going? To, how are you going to win games? How are you gonna win a game? Well,
2: he's turned himself into a forty percent shooter, but he just can't stay healthy.
0: But you can't have a guard. You can't have your guard unless it's a, 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 it's it's one of those guys like a Bruce Bowen, right? That that you have to have that three point defense type thing, right? He makes up points. And, and
2: you have to have two other elite shooters and, on and your part team of
0: part to be of able why to
2: afford one of those guys
0: part of why that season that 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 Anthony Davis had in 2020. The reason why that was such a dominant season in so many respects is you had your your big your center forward hitting 83 percent from the line. It's devastating yeah. to a team.
2: Well, you also had Rondo playing the best
0: play that playoff Rondo's ever Ron, had. If that Rondo had showed up in the 2010 finals, the Lakers would have lost oh, that series yeah. in five.
2: Yep. Yeah, he was great.
0: There's man. no way Kobe would have been able to sit in the in the first I mean, row waiting for him 40% to shoot
2: from three just himself. I mean, <laughs> he
0: was he wasn't missing. That was the yeah. thing. I was watching it, and I'm going, "Is this what's going to happen? Look how." Yeah. So if those who are you know, watching.
2: the only thing you can say about about that team and the next year's team and, and the difference, I think I think that the smart, you know, it, it's funny because Polinka is such a faulted faulted executive because guys that could make deals with thinking Drummond was a solution or Andre, DeAndre Jordan was a solution at center. Um, you know, it's just, you know, anybody who makes the judgments to, to let Caruso walk, regardless of what other factors were involved that, you know, you've got to protect your, your player base if you're the general manager, because it's your team. But Polinka's done did what he needed to do, which was to get a roster that could play defense. That, that, and, and he knew he couldn't get shooters because none of the, you can't afford shooters on minimum salaries, you know? And I, and I think Lonnie Walker, the fourth, you know, everybody talked about what a bust that was when we first announced that he was going to be our our MLE signing. And just for one year, And I think he'll end up being a trading chip. I think he'll be part of the big trade because he's shown that he can play, you know, he's got a, he's got a nice quick move to the basket and he knows how to finish. He's very good at adjusting the angle of the shot and, you know, being able to use the board properly. I mean, if Westbrook had his understanding of the mechanics of what happens when you're on the move and you put shots off the backboard at different angles and, and different speeds that, uh, you know, he'd be a different player. So Polink has done a great job. And the only thing he needs to finish is the trade. The trade is the, Crux because the trade makes or breaks it. And that's the problem with thinking there is a trade to be made with two picks that will turn this team into a contender, a legitimate championship contender. And what I fear the team is going to do is take that second place trade that ends up with a Doug McDermott in a key spot who doesn't know how to play defense, doesn't have a center like Miles Turner, but only cost one pick. And you know,
0: well, then the team
2: then the team maybe struggles and makes the play-in tournament and gets eliminated in the first round, and then everybody complains and says, "Why did we spend the pick on it when we didn't really get a championship?" And they don't realize that it's really because you didn't spend the two picks for the for the combination of players that could take you all away.
1: The you
0: proverbial... Know, there'll be
2: competi- there'll be competition, you know? The proverbial
0: There's, rock and the hard the place. These are the
2: best two opportunities. These are the best golden nuggets of picks that have come up for anybody. You know, they're the picks that everybody's going to want. Like, I, was, I wasn't I was kidding when I said by the time that pick gets used, it'll be moved three, four, five times. It's going to become, you know, the gold nugget that's going to transfer every year, you know, as, as GMs. You know, but just because... Think about it. None of these GMs are really thinking, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here for 27 and 29. I'm going to grab those picks. They're not thinking that. They're thinking, man, these what are these are the trading chips I need next year when I want to make my big deal, when I want to make my big move. I got to have these picks next year. And they're not thinking of 27 and 29. 27 and 29, that ain't going to be me. I'll be an owner of a club by then you know or I'll be working for the Lakers or the Celtics you know they're all be thinking that same thing you know these are guys obviously who are running the Pacers or the or the Hornets or the or the Spurs or any of those teams that are tanking for Victor so they'll they'll all be looking for those picks and and they'll be looking for them as trading chips
0: i just i find it interesting that genie extended rob to 26 and that's the same timeline as
2: yeah. she's still rewarding Kobe.
0: Yeah. She thinks he's Kobe. Yeah. That's I I've, I've, I've talked to my friends. I, off I'll air. bet.
2: It, I'll bet at times when they're talking, she accidentally says, what do you think, Kobe? I, I mean, Rob.
0: Well, the, the, the thing is I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why Kobe respected a used car salesman type so much. Is it, are we, Rock are we Lincoln? being hard on him?
2: Yeah, I think you are being hard on them. I, I think that, first off, yeah, to be a successful agent, you have to really have three things. Number one, it's a business, and you really got to understand the economics of running it, and and how you build a network of people that are stakeholders in that business, that include, you know, your vendors, your customers, your every your employees, the your partners and 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 uh, your suppliers um and and I, and I and then secondly you have to understand the game of basketball and be able to pick the players that are winners because those are the guys you want for your clients you don't want clients that are going to be hard to find places for you want the best clients so you got to third gotta be able to sell i don't you know i don't buy any of the stuff about i don't buy any of the stuff that there's a lakers tax I think that this is going to be hard to make a deal because it'll be hard to make a deal. Let's put it this way. What will be hard is to make a deal that does not include two unprotected picks. But once you get to that point of saying, I'm willing to give up two unprotected picks, then you can get what you want. The Lakers haven't gotten to that point yet, but they're rapidly approaching is, but at that point is rapidly approaching as we're 0-4 now. You don't think by the time we're zero and seven, there's no way Rob can be sitting there saying, "I, you know, we still need thirteen more games before we can really make an intelligent decision." What do you What are you going to learn in those thirteen games that you don't know now?
0: Ultimately, I believe it's still going to be the Genie Bus decision. Genie Bus is going to have to say, "Drop the hammer, go get what we can get." Mm-hmm. But I, I still she say
2: want, she doesn't want LeBron to be. But I, I'm race. not.
0: I'm not. I'm not. Again, Richard brings back, brings the Will Smith thing. Um, I think that's why I'm not upset right now. A lot of it is because I do – if you're yapping all the time and getting – shouting, you you turn into – Stephen A. Smith, where you're just constantly yelling all the time. I'm not. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm, they're
2: I'm going to do something, and they'd like to wait. They'd like to wait to see if anything could happen with Kyrie. But
0: but look at the things that they're doing. This is the stuff that drives me nuts. What the hell is Will Smith going to do for your team? You get Will Smith, and you still get blown out. What are you doing? How is that going to do anything? You have a head coach you have an organization you have a lineage you have lebron james and ad I, i'm
2: sure it was just an event that was planned along with a whole terrible, series of events terrible. that will happen Optics. all year it's all it's it's all part of marketing the team when you're talking about business. a
0: team you know let's let's talk about phil jackson and what his process was and probably what what was was what was his true gift cuz i don't want to i don't want to marginalize what 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 phil jackson yeah, but, but also
2: too in both situations, both Chicago and Los Angeles, what Phil Jackson had in both situations was tremendous continuity.
0: They I believe it was us against
2: the same superstars and essentially the same cadre of role players during each each team. Each one of those teams had their their superstars and their role players, so that you had a you had an organization that was used to winning, that really learned how to play that game. And whatever you whether you like the triangle as an offense or think it was outmoded for the modern game when it was executed by the quality of players that they had with the experience that they had and the chemistry that they had developed the it it was almost an impossible team to beat both of those teams were triangle would work.
0: The triangle would work in today's game. The triangle will always work. The triangle in- will people.
2: work with the right people, but you would still probably have to tweak it to to Of course, to you include you, three more three-point shots, you know, than than
0: one of out. one of the one of the things that we used to remember seeing is this. Sometimes you just let the guy do his thing. That's what I love about NBA basketball versus the college game. You have yeah. that ability you want but, to take advantage. By the same
2: token by the same token you could have taken the talent that was on those two teams. And played two or three different styles, you know, sure. Like, I don't have a doubt, for example, that Mike D'Antoni could have won championships with either team. Uh, it does take a coach to learn how to get your star players to respect the rest of the people on the team and understand the team is better when you contribute to the team, when you include them as part of the team, when you don't take every shot, when you're you know, you share the basketball with people, when you play the game the right way when you play defense as well as playing offense, all of those things are really important and there's a lot of great coaches that can do it, but there's only probably three or four coaches that you could say, I could put them in any of those situations and they'd all win, you know, because it's, the game is really about the players more than anything else, you know. Kobe and Shaq, Kobe and Shaq playing for Mike (laughs) D'Antoni, I think they'd win a championship you know michael and michael and scotty playing for mike for playing for uh, i don't know if i
0: agree with that one because mike dantoni wouldn't have wanted Shaq on his team well <laughs> let's say, let's say who's another who's another coach who's never who's got a lot of let's say george carl if you had put george carl let's
2: say let's say it's it's george carl gets uh michael jordan and Scottie Pippen.
0: i think it'd be a I, championship oh boy cup. oh you I, the thing is okay how about this do does does he does do they three peak with George Carl. Hmm. That's the question. That's a good question. That's a good question. Um,
2: Bill was able to, Bill was able to keep a relationship with at least Kobe for, you know, five years. Um, not Shaq oh, though. Not Shaq. All right. So
0: here's, this is, this is not going to, I don't know if, if this will be a popular observation with a lot of people. Cause again, I'm a, I could come off as a cynic and, and, and a little jaded in my observation of things, but when Kobe had that one year without anyone, Phil, Shaq, whatever, I think Kobe cared about winning so much that he's like, "I gotta." Because I mean, after he wrote that book, the last season, I I was even upset at Phil, and I I loved Phil. I said, "Phil, you can't, you can't betray." You can't betray the locker room like that. You can't tell people what's going on in there. That's that's not right. I don't care. If, you're rich. You have money. Come on. Did you really need that money? Did you really need to sell that book like that? And I was I was upset at Phil, Phil for that. I I didn't think that betraying confidences is, is 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 a different bit. This that's a different right. business. Right. If 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 you are especially when it when it comes to you telling us that you you told Jerry no, West to get a the- lot
2: about the character of a person who writes a book. What incidents they used to sell the book?
0: Well, again, the thing is, you sit there and you tell us, you tell Jerry West to get the f out because you want this cohesive, no one interrupting this group right. situation, and then you write a book telling everybody what what you did. Right. Yeah. And this is the this is the part. Since since I've been aging and maturing, these are the things that click. These are the things that. I pay attention to not so much because I think what happens is a lot of times we will rationalize and we will support those who we want to support. And I don't, one of the
2: connections that Phil that still lives today is
0: Linda and Kurt Rambis. And that's that's another part of this that's that's ridiculous. I, mean, I, I, I read
2: I I saw a post the other day where they were saying that when you look at the people that Jeannie ranks as to whose advice she follows more than anybody else. It was number one, Linda Rambus. Number two, Kurt Rambus. Number three, uh, Jim Harris, who runs a business side. I think his name is Jim Harris. And number four was Rob Polinka.
0: <laughs> Trusting. So
2: big decisions go through the, that route. Okay, the, the so war.
0: as a owner, governor, whatever they call them now.
2: Mm-hmm. Representing, the person representing the it's owner. It's
0: your job to get the right people to be able to make the right business decisions for the team. Mm-hmm. If, well, you wanna, if anything, I want to feel good, if I'm in business, right? If I'm in business, I have best friends. Okay? If you
2: promote somebody, if you promote somebody and give them a raise and an extension, but you don't release that publicly.
0: Finding finding why is that your best friends. I have uh, finding your best friends to run a particular business. But those guys better be able to be capable. I'm not going to well, just hire look at, somebody to do friends.
2: Look at LeBron James. Three years into his career, or three or four years into his career, he decides that um, I'm going to put my three best friends in charge of my business. One of them will take care of the marketing stuff. One guy will take care of the, the agency stuff. Another guy will take care of the financial stuff, the business stuff.
0: At the end and, of the day.
2: And basically, had three, all three of those guys take mentorships, take internships, essentially with professionals in the business to learn exactly what was happening and so forth. That's where Rich Paul came from.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yeah,
2: where all those three guys, everybody thought that's good. Hey man, he's got three guys from the hoodie who are just gonna do all his jobs. He actually put them through courses, through through mentorships with people in the business who knew what they were doing. And those three guys have all been incredibly successful at doing it. Nobody's ever done that before. Everybody who's done that before basically has always brought along three guys that didn't know what they were doing or didn't didn't go about it in a professional manner. I mean it's an incredible story. It's it, it's part of it's a single part of a story that it really is the heart of the whole embodiment of player movement. It's it's why LeBron is LeBron and so unique and and why everybody is now trying to create a brand that encompasses that type of reach. Because you know he, he doesn't own anything to do with clutch sports group but clutch sports is him you know
0: well on that note um again you listen to the lakers fast break Uh, our good esteemed colleague gerald glassford is actually in my backyard not literally my you know (laughs) california uh in southern california i should say Uh, at a concert uh he is now heading home uh we will have him back on Friday, unfortunately, tonight the Lakers groundhog day us again, losing to the Denver Nuggets 110 99. Uh, Lakers shot abysmally again. Uh, I believe their three point shooting was around 27 point whatever percent. And groundhog
2: day actually would be the perfect situation for them to learn how to shoot, sort of like no Murray. I, I don't know the how game they're going to
0: learn how to shoot. I figured that, that you know, they since could they, all learn to shoot, they all got to the sudden, NBA. And... I thought they would be able to, but. We are, we are going to, and I, again, if, we've been getting this great comments on as usual by our, our, by our fans here and by our listeners. I, I am not, uh, I, I am, I am upset, but I'm holding it in. Uh, I thought, you know, just listening to Tom tonight was kind of therapy, at least for me too. His positiveness his his eloquent delivery uh, does help and, I appreciate that Tom. I thought I think this doing a show with you turned out exactly like I thought it would uh, very very well.
2: well. it's always fun with you too Joe
0: and I look forward thank you. I look forward to doing this again but in the meantime I do miss our guy Gerald and he will be back on Friday for everyone out there in the world. By the way, I found out uh, uh I believe it was a couple of days ago that we're the number four show basketball show in the Philippines. And I talked to a, a, one, a very good friend of mine who frequents the Philippines, and he says they're basketball junkies over there. And you're talking about a population of 120 million people, so the right. fact that we're number four in a country of 120 million people, and we know how you know crazy the Philippine the, the Filipinos are over there with the Lakers, and they're well, obsessed.
2: What time, is it, what time is it over there too? I, I,
0: I think it's it might be one o'clock there right now. Let's see, Philippines. It's 2.05. Middle, right? I, almost, I almost got it. It's 2.05 over there right now.
2: 2.05 in so, the afternoon. So right?
0: for everyone in the Philippines listening right now, thank you for your support. We're hoping to get the number one. Our ascent went up like 111 points or 111 slots, I should say. So again, we appreciate your your, your continued support. Everyone that's been listening here today, Richard. Richard, thank you so much for all the good comments. Uh, who else we got here? We had... The Golden Bear, I haven't actually known who Golden Bear is. Thank you for coming by. I hope you stay uh, for future shows. Zangerstein, and where's our BDA guy? Denver Nuggets baby guy. I think, hey, you know, congratulations tonight on a win. We'll see you on Sunday. But before then, we will be back late Friday night. At least I will be. Tom, I'm hoping you're there as well. Gerald will be back hosting. We'll get back to maybe I can kind of get back to my own little thing and maybe show a little more emotion. But in the meantime, thank you for for listening on to this show. Tom, thank you for being on. And we will be back on Friday. And, guys, stay cool, stay fun, stay good, stay everything, stay healthy. Let's hope that we can get our first win on Friday. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.